Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned how God delivered the city of Jericho into the hands of Joshua and the Israelites. God brought down the walls of the city as the people had faith in him to give them the land he had promised them so long ago. Now that the Israelites were in the land, Joshua did something very, very important. Joshua built an altar. Do you remember what an altar is? An altar was usually made of stones and was flat on top like a table, and it was the place where the sacrifices to the Lord were made. Many times when altars were built in the Bible, it was a place for the people to worship God and thank Him for what He had done for them. Joshua built the altar with stones, uncut stones. That means he did not cut the stones to make them a perfect shape. He did not use any man-made tools like a saw or a knife to cut the stones. He took them straight from the ground, these large uncut stones, and stacked them on top of each other until he had an altar. Then on top of the altar, he offered burnt offerings and sacrifices to the Lord. And then Joshua did something no one had ever done before. Joshua took a knife and chiseled on the side of the stone altar the Ten Commandments of the law that God had given to Moses. As all of the people of Israel stood and watched, Joshua carved the law of God into the stone altar. You might think, wow, that must have taken a really long time. But the Israelites waited patiently before the Lord as they saw Joshua carve the law that was given to them by Moses. As they stood and watched Joshua carve the law into the stone altar, they remembered. They remembered the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. Do you remember what some of the commandments were? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth below. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. These are the commandments that the Lord gave to the Israelites long before they entered the land. And on and on as Joshua carved the law into the altar, the people would have been remembering all that God had told them before they entered the land. When Joshua was done carving the commandments into the stone altar, he stood and read all the words of the law just as it was written in the book of the law that Moses had received from the Lord. 
He said, Hear ye, O Israelites, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the commandments and the laws the Lord has given us to follow him in the land that he has given us. Why was this so important? Why do you think Joshua did this in front of all the people? Could it be that he did not want the people to forget what God had told them? Now that they were going to be living in their promised land, Joshua did not want them to ever forget God's commands to them. It was important now that God had set them free from Egypt and brought them into their own land, that they obey him out of thanksgiving in their hearts for what he had done for them. You see, before Moses died, and right before Joshua became their leader and brought them to Jericho, God had said something very important to the people. Do you want to know what God told them? God had said to them, I have shown you how to obey me. I have given you these commandments so that you know what to do. You do not have to come to heaven to get them. It is not so far beyond the sea that you have to travel to find them. No, the word is right here in front of you. It is as close as inside your very heart so that you may obey it. God said, I am giving you a choice. You can choose to obey me and have a good life filled with blessings, or you can choose to disobey and bring death and destruction upon you. To obey keeps you safe and in my will. To disobey brings bad consequences that will be hurtful to you. Which will you choose, life or death? God said, I want you to love me and follow me and walk in my ways and keep my commandments so you will live good in this land and prosper and increase and I will bless you. And then God said, But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you today that you will be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter. So today, heaven and earth witness what I am saying to you. I set before you life and death. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. I, the Lord, am your life and I will give you many years in the land I promised to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wow, did you hear that, truth seekers? God is so good. That was so very important. I hope you were listening carefully to what God told the people. He wanted to make sure that when they entered the promised land, they continued to follow him and worship him and not bow down to idols or false gods. He told the Israelites they had a choice to make. Once they were in the land, they could choose life by obeying him or death by disobeying him. He wanted to be their only God because he loved them and wanted to take care of them. But there would be consequences if they disobeyed. What choice do you think the Israelites will make? 
Will they choose life by obeying? Or will they choose death and destruction by disobeying? Well, Joshua didn't want to take any chances. So as soon as they entered the promised land, he built this altar and wrote these words on the altar so that every time the Israelites saw this altar, they would be reminded of God's commands to them and they would be reminded to obey them and have life. Joshua read them out loud so the people could hear and everyone would know the words of the Lord. He shouted to them, Love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice. Hold fast to him. Don't forget that he has given us this land. Worship him only. Bow down to him only. And he will give us many years in this land. And so all the people stood before Joshua, the men, the women, the children, even Rahab and her family. And they all listened to Joshua as he reminded them of God's goodness in giving them the land. If God had not told them how to obey him, they never would have known. But how good is God to tell them how to worship him and obey him? This was part of God's covenant to them. Remember, we said a covenant is a promise. God promised he would give them the land and be their God and fight for them and take care of them. And they promised to obey him. The next important thing that Joshua did was to set up the tabernacle in the promised land. No longer would it need to be moved from place to place as they wandered through the desert, but now it would have a permanent home. Joshua had the priest set up the tabernacle in the city called Shiloh. Can you say Shiloh? Shiloh would be the town where the tabernacle would stay. Inside the tabernacle would be the Ark of the Covenant that the Israelites had carried with them through the desert and into Jericho. God's presence would now be with the people in the land he had given them. Once the tabernacle had been set up, and God's home established among the people, it was now time for the Israelites to set up their homes and finally live in the land. The long-awaited moment had come. They were home. Joshua told each tribe to send out three men to survey the land and write a description of the land and bring it back to him. So each tribe sent out three men to survey the land and write descriptions. When they returned, they gave the descriptions of the land to Joshua. Joshua divided the land into different sections and appointed each of the twelve tribes a section to live in. Every tribe had their own area of land. Kind of like when you move into a new house and there are many rooms. How will you know which room will be yours? You run to each room to see which room you like best, right? land of Canaan was their new home, and each tribe would get its own room or piece of land. The Levites were the only tribe that would not get their own section of land. You might say, hey, that's not fair. Why did all of the other tribes have a section of land, but not the Levites? Well, God had given Joshua a special plan for the Levites. You see, the Levites were the priests, they were the ones who took care of the tabernacle where God's presence dwelled. They were the ones who were closest to God. 
They knew about God. They learned about God. They'd studied what it meant to have God's presence living among them in the land. So God told Joshua he wanted the Levites to live in cities all throughout the promised land. Every tribe was to have a special place where the Levites were to live. Why is this, you ask? Well, the Levites were the ones who represented the people to God and prayed to God for the people. They were the spiritual leaders of the people. Just like your pastor at your church is your spiritual leader in your church, the Levites were the spiritual leaders of the people. As leaders, they would be needed throughout the land, not just in one section. They needed to be throughout the land to teach the people about God and remind the people to worship Him and follow His commands. What a great idea! Just like you have many churches in your city where you can go and worship God, the Israelites would have many Levites in their area where they could easily find them and go to them if they needed someone to pray with them and help them obey God and teach them God's word. And so the Israelites built their homes, made gardens, grew crops, had families, and lived among one another in the land, the promised land of Canaan. I wonder if you thought this day would never come. I'm sure some of them thought that too. But here they were, finally home, living in their promised land. And they lived happily ever... Wait! Wait a minute. That's not the end of the story. But what else could there be, you ask? They've made it to their promised land. They've become a great nation. These are all things that God had promised to Abraham. His part of the covenant had come true. What else could there possibly be? Wasn't this what we've been waiting for? Truth seekers, there is something even bigger and better that we are waiting for. This is just a small part of God's bigger plan. This is just the beginning of what God is going to do. The people settled in the land, but... We will soon see it wasn't exactly happily ever after. God had delivered them from slavery in Egypt, but he was going to have to deliver them from something much greater than that. You'll just have to stay tuned to find out. So what truth can we find from this story today, truth seekers? Did you know that God still gives us a choice to obey him? He says to you and to me, Today I have set before you life and death. Which one will you choose? If you choose life, that means you choose to follow God and obey Him. We don't obey God so that He will love us. We obey God because He already loves us. He loves you and me so much that He saved us from our sin. Not because we did good things, but simply because we needed rescuing. He rescued us first and then showed us how to obey Him. What a good God! He gives us the plan to know how to obey Him. How would we know if He didn't tell us what it means to worship Him, honor Him, and obey Him? How would we know what is right and what is wrong if He had not told us in His Word? We would never know if He hadn't have given us his word, the Bible. 
Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. What does it mean to hide God's word in your heart? It means to read it and remember it and think about it all the time so we never forget what it says. Just like Joshua carved it in the stone altar so that all the people could read it every time they saw the altar, we read the Bible and the Holy Spirit carves it on our hearts so that we won't forget how to obey God. He wants us to choose life. He wants us to follow Him so He can use us to shine His light to a dark world. I encourage you today, if you don't already, to ask your parents to read these stories to you at night before bed or in the morning before school or if you have your own Bible, you can read these stories at night before bed or in the morning before school and keep God's Word close to your heart. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Joshua chapters 8 verses 30 through 35 and Joshua chapter 18. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Father, you are such a good God. You have told us what it looks like to obey you. You haven't kept it a secret from us where we have to wonder what to do to please you. No, you have made it very clear so we know how to obey you. Help us to read your word and understand it so we will always know how to obey you and follow you. We choose life. Thank you for giving us a choice and help us to remember that we don't obey you to earn your love. We obey you because you already love us and sent your son to die for us. We worship you and you alone. Amen. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to our time together next week.